You are listening to a Commonwealth Bank of Australia Global Economic and Markets Research Podcast. This podcast provides general market-related information and is not intended to be an investment research report. The information contained in this podcast is based on previously published material, and before listening, you're advised to read the full Global Economic and Markets Research Disclaimers, which can be found at combankresearch.com.au. Welcome to the Global Economic and Markets Research Podcast. My name is Belinda Allen and I'm a senior economist here at ComBank and today I'm joined by Joseph Caperso, our Head of International Economics. Joe, nice to have you on for your 2022 debut. It's great to be back. And there is absolutely no shortage of global issues we can talk about. I think the list could keep going on for a long time but we've chosen one topic today as our international debut, and that is the Federal Reserve in the United States. Now, for regular listeners of the podcast may well remember that, Joe, you said back in September that you thought the Fed was behind the curve, given what you saw in the lift in inflation and the lift in wages growth there. You're starting to be proven correct, aren't you? Oh, yeah, what's that old uh, <laughs> joke about uh, broken clock being right uh, <laughs> twice a day? True. <laughs> so what we've seen, particularly the latest inflation print from late last week, was that the US CPI inflation re-accelerated in January 2022. So it's now up like an unbelievable 7.5% over the year. And that's the strongest rate since 1982. And core CPI, which strips out food and energy, which is generally the more volatile components of inflation, although not so much anymore, has accelerated to 6%. So what is what is going on in terms of inflation in the US? And then we'll get on to what that means for the Fed after. Yeah, so, I mean, that, those uh, figures he just quoted for the, the headline of the core CPI, that, that they compare to the Fed's target um, of 2% per year. So they're a long, long way above where the Fed wants it to be. And uh, if there was any doubt amongst the Fed members, uh, the January CPI most definitely confirmed that the post-GFC pattern of inflation, which is very weak, Mm. has well and truly been broken. So we're we're in a new regime, and uh, that that encouraged uh, financial markets and analysts to uh, take more seriously uh, the risk of it. 50 basis point increase in the funds rate. What we've seen is not only financial market participants lift the chances of a 50 basis point hike, but that's really after them and yourself bringing forward the timing of the first rate hike as well. So what we've seen is the Fed really have to, in a way, catch up to what is happening in inflation and make some changes around its asset purchase program, uh, which they've done. So maybe let's start there to talk about what the Fed's already done and then what you think they're going to do uh, next month. So the Fed's already indicated uh, that they will stop their asset purchases uh, in March Um, and they've also indicated that they're likely to start increasing Mm. the funds rate, which they call lift-off, probably in March as well. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, that's quite... You know, that's quite unusual to kind of stop one part of the program and start 
lift off in the same month. But what you're saying That's is right. just that dramatic lift in inflation that we've seen, not only inflation, the rapidly improving labour market and the acceleration in wages as well as the employment cost index, which is your preferred measure, to look at means that a 50 basis point hike could be on the cards. Yeah. And in a way, the data has crossed a threshold where they may well have to do that. That's right. So we've been considering a 50 basis point uh, increase as, as the first move by the Fed uh, for a while now. And uh, we, we said that uh, the, the sort of data that we need mm. to see to encourage the Fed to take that larger set is further gains in inflation, and that's more or less what the CPI report has told us, and a further tightening of the labour market. So we received the January uh, payrolls report a few weeks ago. Uh, we also received the employment uh, cost figures as well. Employment costs are rising very mm. rapidly in the US. Um, measures of unemployment, like the unemployment rate or the underemployment rate or uh, vacancy rates or job quit rates, they're, they're all... Um, that the labour market in the US is tight. So we, we think there's enough evidence for the, the Fed to uh, cross the Rubicon, if you like, mm. and um, increase the funds rate by 50 basis points in March. And that would be the first time that the Fed has increased the, 50, uh, increased the funds rate by 50 basis points since May 2000. May 2000. May 2000. Wow. So I can, I mean... Uh, I can't remember what I was doing in May 2000, <laughs> but I, I can tell you I had a lot less grey hair, and um, and 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 you know the the economy, the world economy, the US economy was certainly uh, much different back then. Oh, of course. The next meeting is the 16th of March, so that's a bit over a month away. What are the chances of them going before that, just given the data? So. Uh, that's a good uh, question, um, and just for the listeners that, that aren't uh, paying close attention, one of the Fed uh, voters, James Bullard, um, made some quite um, controversial comments uh, last week where, where he said a word to the effect of, I'd like to see uh, a 1% increase um, in the funds rate by the 1st of July. Yeah. And the only way you, you sort of get that is if you at the very least consider mm. a, a, a hike before the, the March meeting. And so the market uh, just went crazy there for, for a few days. Um, market pricing has come off a, a long way, though, since, since the, the, those uh, Bullard comments. There's now only a fairly small chance of an intermeeting hike. But it just goes to show where the thinking is on, on the mm. Fed. Yeah, that a, a fifty basis point uh, hike is definitely under con- is going to be under consideration come sixteenth of March, and uh, they are finally, as a group, conceding that they are uh, behind the behind yeah. the curve on inflation. Okay, so we get a fifty basis point hike in March. And then a series of rate hikes after that. So one of the things we've been grappling here with Australia, so I'm in the Australian economics team, is how high the RBA will go, what that terminal cash rate looks like. So we've got that currently at one and a quarter, a very shallow, gradual hiking cycle in Australia. 
But it's different to the US, isn't it? You've got the Fed funds peaking quite a bit higher than what we do here in Australia. So where have you got the Fed going to? Yeah, well, well, just this year, we're expecting the Fed to hike by 150 basis mm, points. That takes it above, and course, yeah. That, that's, I mean, and that's sort of above where, where you think the RBA will top out. And, and it really comes back to where we started our conversation, which is that in, in the US, inflation is very, very high. Yeah. I mean, it might be high in Australia, but it's only about half as yeah. high as it is in America. So the, the Americans really do got to get going. They've got to get going very soon and they've got to get going pretty uh, pretty harsh as well. So we're expecting the funds rate to increase in March, May, June, September and December. It's a lot of that's, hikes. That's quite, quite a, a series of hikes. And as I said, 50 basis points to, to start it and, and the 25 basis points for the remaining uh, hikes for this year. So where you ask where, where does the Fed top out? We think they're probably going to top out around two and a quarter to two and a half percent. Yeah, okay. And and that and that would be next year. Uh, but the risk, I think, is that the peak is higher. Could well creep over three percent. And again, it just comes down to uh, inflation already very high in America, yeah. and it's going to be, I think, quite difficult to, to get it down. And there are two reasons I think it's going to be difficult to get inflation down. One is that there's a pretty good evidence now that consumers expect mm. inflation to be high. And if they expect inflation to be high, they will behave in a way that encourages delivering that higher inflation. Yes. For example, um, you're more willing to tolerate price increases in the shops and you're more willing to demand higher wage rises from your employer. So one of the really interesting things, I spent my Friday listening to the three-hour testimony of RBA Governor Lowe before Parliament, and he spent a bit of time talking about the differences between what's been driving inflation in the US versus inflation in Australia. And one of the biggest differences is the labour market. So in Australia during the pandemic, the support programs were very good at keeping the employee attached to the employer. So you didn't see people unemployed or looking for new jobs. That was very different to the US where there was a disconnect. So when the economy reopened, people had to look for a new job and wage pressure emerged from that because you're more likely to get a pay rise when you get a new job. So that's one of the differences. Yeah. Uh, so one of the one of the things we need to look at when the Fed starts hiking rates is the impact on the economy. So what are some of the indicators or thing, other things that you're looking at just to monitor the impact of the rate hikes? So just to contrast uh, with Australia, look, the way monetary policy works in Australia is the Reserve Bank of Australia increases their overnight cash rate and then the commercial banks soon thereafter increase their standard variable mortgage interest rate. That's the main transmission mechanism. It's not the only one, but it's certainly one of the, the big ones. In America, it's very different. In America, most people have, uh, on a mortgage have 15-year or 30-year mm. fixed loans. Uh, so the transmission mechanism is through interest rates on those loans. Yeah. And uh, those interest rates have already been rising. 
but not very much. You can get a 30-year residential mortgage interest rate a bit below 4%. Yeah. It's like fixed for 30 years or a bit under 40%. Rates haven't been going up, but they're still like that. 4% number is still low. Mm. Uh, the other one is through car loans. Mm. So in America, if you're going to buy a car, more or less everyone gets a four-year car loan. And that being for, then those interest rates have been falling for several years. So it's going to take, I think, a fair bit of increases in official interest rates yeah. to get these interest rates that actually affect consumers up high enough to slow the economy down. Now... People in the market tend to pay a lot of attention to the yield curve as a good indicator of the health of the US economy. So will that be another indicator that you're watching quite closely? Yeah, it depends which part of the yield curve you're looking at. Oh, the standard yield curve that most people will look at is the 10-year yield compared to the two-year yield. Uh, but some research from the New York Federal Reserve has poo-pooed that idea, basically <laughs> saying that because of quantitative easing, the 10-year yield is not a very good signal. So what the, the Fed uh, look at instead is the yield on the three-month Treasury today minus the yield on the three-month Treasury in 18 months' time. Right. And uh, that yield curve has not, has not really flattened. Okay. In fact, it's gone the opposite. So it's not suggesting that the US economy is going to slow down appreciably. And um, that, I think, is a, uh, is a good wake-up call uh, to those that think that the Fed's going to top out the funds rate at 2% or, or, or a bit under. Well, it's certainly going to be a really interesting time for markets to see how they react to the first rate hike by the Fed in quite some time and looking like that will be a 50 basis point hike. So no doubt we'll touch base as that happens. Joe, thanks for joining. Great to be back. Thanks, Belinda. Now, you can read Joseph Caperso's report on blowout CPI to encourage FOMC to hike by 50 basis points in March, and that was published on the 11th of February 2022 on combankresearch.com.au. 